Hello everyone and welcome to yet another post-game show from Bavarian Podcast Works. This is I Need No Name and I will be reviewing Bayern Munich's 2-0 win over FC Inter Milan, which is our inaugural game of this year's edition of the Champions League. Now, if you're listening to this podcast but didn't manage to catch the game, I would advise don't bother because honestly, it was extremely, extremely boring. Like, I do not understand how Serie A fans watch these types of teams week in, week out because by the end, I was ready to go to sleep and that's not just because it was 2 a.m. here at my time. It was miserable and look, Bayern Munich, we got the job done and I think people will say that 2-0 at the Sunny Zero is a good scoreline but, but, let me just point this out. The performance wasn't that great. It was quite mediocre to be honest and let's start from the very beginning. First of all, you had the lineup. The lineup was, I would say honestly, a 4-2-3-1, not a 4-2-2 like we've become used to. This was a standard four-man backline, Alfonso Davies, Lucas Hernandez, Matthias De Ligt instead of Upamecano, which is important to note, I think, Benjamin Pavard. Then you had Marcel Zabitzer and Joshua Kimmich in midfield, as usual. Kingsley Coman and Leroy Sané were on the wings while Thomas Muller was in the center with Sadio Mane in front of him. So a 4-2-3-1. I don't know why Nagelsmann does this, okay? He started the season in a 4-2-2. People were fascinated by it. It got the result and now he's again switched back to the 4-2-3-1. But this time with Sadio Mane, who is not a true target man. And we are seeing the results of that here. Sadio Mane did not manage to get a single offside, which means he was not involved in the play. As for the rest of the team, well, let's just do the match recap first and then I'll talk about each and every single player in detail. Inter, for their part, they started in a 3-5-2 as we expected, with Barella surprisingly dropping to the bench for Mkhitaryan, who I'm honestly surprised that he's even playing. I remember him for Dortmund back in the day, he was so good, but then he went to the Premier League and then his career basically, I don't know, it just basically evaporated i don't know what happened to him after that so i'm surprised to see him suddenly show up against us playing for inter but it's not like it mattered anyway because he was honestly a non-factor and almost all of inter other than i think dumfries who was pretty decent on his side of the pitch other than him i think most of inter's players were pretty mediocre and they didn't really do anything to threaten Bayern. even so Bayern munich came off came out of the game looking quite um subpar honestly and I'm a Bayern Phoenix fan who is very worried about the direction this team is going in right now. We face Barcelona next year, um, sorry, next week. And in our current situation, I don't know if we will beat them, even though the game is at the Allianz Arena. I really don't know. So what happened? Let's see. In the first half, we tried to go down their flanks. We tried to break them down. Inter were more or less content to just sit back not really do anything with the ball when they got the ball. We pressed them really aggressively, which was nice to see. I always like to see aggressive pressing from this side. And then finally, a great direct ball by Joshua Kimmich to Leroy Sané managed to unlock the inter-defense with Sané controlling the ball superbly and then slotting it past Andre Onana. That was the end of goals in the first half and then the second half started. And the second half, the start was very concerning because we started the second half almost half asleep. Inter could have had one or two goals if we had not made the last-ditch clearances in time. But, you know, if, but, whatever. You can say whatever you want. In the end, they did not score. And then, later in the game, Sané technically should have had another. But, in a brilliant 1-2 with Coman, he 
basically we just bamboozled into his defense and that caused the Ambrosio to mistakenly get an own goal which led to our eventual 2-0 victory. Now the reason why I call this 2-0 victory mediocre is because of individual performances and more like individual underperformances. Let's start from the very top. Sadio Mane. Sadio Mane, lone striker is not a setup or a system where he should be playing for Bayern Munich. Today, it felt like Nagelsmann set up the team for Robert Lewandowski, but forgot that he did not have Robert Lewandowski in the team. Sadio Mane was constantly asked to like hold up the ball or act as a frontline pivot that we are used to seeing Lewandowski do for us, but that is not his game. That is not the type of player he is so he was often out of his depth in that regard often when he got the ball he could only just pass it back and that just caused us to lose position he was constantly trying to make runs but he was covered so well by the interdefense again a three-man back line that's nothing to sneeze at that our players could not really find him with any of our passes and it's not like we're good at crossing either and it's not like Sadio Mane is a beast in the air so that avenue was closed off to him as well overall Sadio Mane was kept quiet and even though he was like a factor in the game in the sense that Inter's defense had to pay attention to him or he could have run away and scored and he did get very close to scoring near the end of the game where I think it was Muziala who got the ball to him. Muziala or Coman maybe. I don't know exactly who it was but it got the ball to him and he shot it straight at the keeper which was kind of disappointing. I expected better finishing from him but yeah other than that not a great game from him and this is the second not great game from him in a row although in this case it feels more of a consequence of the tactical setup rather than his own personal performance i hope nagelsman doesn't continue with this 4-2-3-1 because of the specific reason because you bought sadio money for so much money and we don't have any real strikers left on this team yeah sure we have chupamoting but is he starting no he isn't we're not starting xerxes either so why would you why would you do this with sadio money do not do this go back to the four triple two and let's see some more flowing free football speaking of which um kingsley coman kingsley coman i said he wasn't that bad against union berlin but in this game he was really bad okay this guy is almost 27 years old he's been here for what he's been here since 2015 so that is almost seven years now he's been here since he was 19 years old and honestly with the state of his final pass it's not going to get any better. His shot is not going to get better. His final pass is not going to get any better. He still dribbles with the, as good as the best of them. And he can lock down a opponent's flank all by himself. And he is good at tracking back as well. All these are good things. But his final pass is just so diabolical. And it just never seems to get better. That, like, it brings the whole team down when he's not on it. Like, I'm not willing to give Coman the benefit of the doubt anymore. Now that he's this old and he's still doing these mistakes, I I don't think we're going to get any more out of him. This is as good as it gets. And given that we have made him one of the highest paid players on the team, same as Leroy Sané, this this is not acceptable. He needs to be better than this. And Kingsley Coman, I I would not start him in the next game against Stuttgart. I would start maybe Gnabry, please. And also Muziala. Muziala, please start him. I want to see him play on the pitch. And... Yeah, I I guess we should move on to the other player, which is Leroy Sané. Leroy Sané, in comparison to Coman, much, much better. I criticize Sané a lot in the post-game podcast for Union Berlin. If you have not listened to it, maybe check it out. So in that, I said Sané was just simply not involved in the play, and that is worse than getting involved and losing the ball like Alfonso Davies and Casey Coman were against Union. But today, he was 
involved and in the positive sense he did lose the ball one or two times one or two errant passes were made but even so when he got the when he got the chance to shoot on goal he converted and he was he had a cool head he was constantly creating helping to create chances he was constantly moving in the right areas making himself available for passes from his teammates which never really came honestly like the net left flank was neglected slightly i don't know why and that's why it was kind of weird to watch this game because like it felt like we were constantly going down the right side to detriment of the left and that's another thing that Nagelsmann might have to address just balancing out the two flanks a little more it doesn't make any sense to have such a massive tilt towards the right hand side especially when we have a player of the caliber of Alfonso Davies on the left hand side um I guess I should talk about Davies then Davies today um not impressive at all honestly like um how should I say it? he was lethargic he was a little bit poorly positioned his touches were heavy he did not really make too many darting runs forward did not really get involved in the play as much as i had hoped this is not the kind of alfonso davies we want to see we, we want to see davies bombing up and down the flanks and you know constantly getting chances on goal maybe helping the team create chances and you know stopping counter attacks and none of those things happen fair enough inter did not really counter all that much but even so a fair few attacks went on his flank and it was always Lucas having to cover for him. And I get it. This is the trade-off that we make. Alfonso Davies, when he attacks, he will leave some space in behind that is there to be exploited. And that's the reason we have Lucas Hernandez to try and close down those spaces, keep everything tight at the back. But this is not it. If Davies can't provide an attack, then why are we doing this trade-off in defense? It doesn't make any sense. And it's not like the team is using the width that he provides anyway. For whatever reason, Joshua Kimmich prefers strongly to prefer to pass to his right instead of his left. And because of that, there was a solid right-sided bent to Bayern Munich's play. Even Thomas Muller, who I will defend to my death, he, today, he was good. I think he had a fair few chances that were saved by Andre Onana. And I think he did add that little bit of X-factor that we were missing against Union Berlin. Otherwise, we might not have scored at all today. Because of him, you know, Bayern Munich did do well. And I will maintain that narrative even if the scoreline says that he did not get a goal or assist. Even so, Thomas Muller likes to drift to the right-hand side. And with that, Kingsley Coman playing on the right and constantly taking on defenders. And Joshua Kimmich preferring to pass to his right. That just makes it way too lopsided in favor of the right-hand side of our pitch. And makes the left a complete wasteland, which... I don't get it. I don't get why Nagelsmann is doing this because so many of our goals seem to come down the left. Our goal today by Sané, it was him making a run in down the left half space. And that is something that we need to be looking at. We need to be looking at stretching the play more evenly, not just on one flank. Moving on, let's talk about the midfield. Now, midfield-wise, Kimmich playing so well. Again, he had a few mistakes, a few errant passes, but honestly... Kimmich is playing like the best midfielder in the world this season and much better than he played last season. He is back to his best and I'm glad for him. And his pass to Verasani for the opening goal, absolutely sublime. Like he makes passes like these every game and he is just never acknowledged for it. And I don't get why he's so good at these. And if it was Kevin De Bruyne or someone making this pass, you would see, like you would not hear the end of it. You would see goal gifs and... um 
tweets and every stuff like that about this guy forever and ever for like three or four days but because it's Kimmich and going to Sane no one cares that's very sad to me because Kimmich wow just just so good so good today whereas um I should point out that he took quite a few errant shots in the first few minutes of the game trying to recreate his goal against Union Berlin that wasn't so good maybe he should stick to passing instead of shooting he's better at the former than the latter yeah Marcel Zabitzer Marcel Zabitzer today uh he was getting a bit unlucky with the referee even when he made clean tackles the referee would give him a foul that was not fair I think even so today honestly because Inter was so reluctant to come forward at some points his role seems quite redundant and when he was subbed off for Leon Goretzka Bayern Munich looked a lot better Goretzka when he came on he added impetus to our attack he enabled us to go forward and he enabled us to have one more offensive pivot alongside Sadio Mane which made it much easier for the team to find space and circulate the ball on the edge of Inter's box that is why we saw many more chances come in the last few minutes after Goretzka had been subbed off compared to the first few and this is possibly a very bad thing for Zapitzer because this might mean he gets benched for Goretzka in the upcoming game against Stuttgart and if Goretzka performs well in that one I don't know will Zapitzer be able to fight and earn back his spot maybe not maybe and then there's also Grafenberg who is waiting for his chance and because of this I think the midfield battle is very exciting at Bayern Munich right now it's looking good all the players have their own strengths and weaknesses and they bring a lot to the table and because of this Nagelsmann can freely choose whatever he thinks is suitable tactically today tactically Leon Goretzka was more suitable but against a team like Union Berlin for example Sabitzer was probably my man of the match because of how good he was at cleaning up after Kimmich in midfield so that is how I see it in midfield right now, Kemic basically undroppable. Zabitzer, Goretzka, Gravenberg, three-way battle, very interesting. I hope that develops in a positive, constructive way for all three players and they all see themselves get chances this season from the coach. Now the defense. We kept a clean sheet, that's a good thing. But let, let's talk about the good. I already talked about Alfonso Davies, I honestly talked about him in the attack because he did not really do much defending. Lucas... Lucas Hernandez, he was more or less a rock. He stopped pretty much everything that came his way, but he did make one very serious mistake that could have easily resulted in a conceded goal. And I find it hard to forgive him for that. Okay, fine. He actually did block a surefire goal from I don't know who it was in the first half. So maybe that cancels us out. But he is our main defender and he can't be making mistakes like this, especially when he is on the ball. And that was a completely unforced error. Matthias Delict, he did get a yellow card, a little bit unfairly in my opinion, he, his challenge wasn't that bad, but yes, he did get a yellow card, but otherwise he was pretty solid, he was solid in the air, he did, he was good at passing, good at making interceptions higher up the field and then launching counterattacks from them, he, honestly, I'm just happy that he did not get a handball, because I would not have heard the end of it from Juventus fans if he got a handball against Inter of all teams. Delict, he has a very weird style of defending. He's always a little bit clumsy to look at. It's almost like the Thomas Muller of defenders here because he doesn't really look like a slick, solid defender like someone like Virgil van Dijk, but he seems to get the job done, which is all you can really ask for, but maybe it will cost him from the referees because his defending style is so ugly that the referees might give him a foul when his tackle was actually already clean. He was subbed off a diet to Mimikano and this is one of those things about Nagelsmann that I really hate. Yes, Jelic was on the yellow card but but 
please stop subbing off defenders. It just makes the entire defense so much weaker. And Upamecano came on. He didn't really make any mistakes, but you could tell that the defense did not enjoy being interrupted or upset in that way. And because of that, Inter did get a few more late chances that did fall in front of Manuel Neuer and Manuel Neuer. Um, let me just say this, this is very uncomfortable for me, but I don't know. Is Manuel Neuer declining? His shot stopping, in my opinion, is as good as it ever was. But his passing, honestly, it leaves a lot to be desired right now. I don't know what's going on with Noir's passing. Yes, he did manage a great turn today, which probably gave half the Bayern fan base a heart attack. And yeah, he got out of pressure there. But so many times he was just sending the long ball and it went straight to an inter player or it went straight out of play um, for a throw-in. That's not the kind of distribution you expect for a goalkeeper of Bayern's quality and definitely not for someone of Manuel Neuer's quality who is usually above and beyond with his distribution and able to pick out pinpoint passes. His passing has been awful this season and I don't know, he needs to work on that. I know that Nagelsmann does not really have any influence on how Manuel Neuer trains. It's all up to Tony Tap Tapalovic, I think, who is our goalkeeping coach and the guy that Neuer works with. And... Neuer being older than Nagelsmann, honestly, Nagelsmann, there isn't probably anything that he can say to Neuer that Neuer doesn't already know about goalkeeping. But Neuer, I hope that he raises his own personal standards and does better because this is not good enough. This kind of distribution is not what we need. We need much better distribution from our keeper right now. If this continues, maybe Neuer might not receive his next contract extension. That's um, It's really that serious. And finally, the last player in the starting 11 that I need to talk about, Benjamin Pavard. Solid performance, nothing to complain about, nothing to highlight either. Good good performance, No, no, not, nothing to really say, you know. So that was pretty much my entire assessment of the Inter Milan game from player to player. Overall, I think the tactics were a little bit too conservative, a little bit too, how should I say it, a little bit too much focused on energy saving. In the second half especially, we were very erratic. We did not really attack their goal that much and... Honestly, it feels like chances are being very hard to come by. A lot of this is down to in poor individual performances, poor passing in the final third, but a lot of it also feels down to the fact that opponents apparently see a way to beat our system, and that is to cram the box with as many defenders as they can. That might be a problem that Nagelsmann will have to solve. There is no Robert Lewandowski anymore to use as a great get-out-of-jail-free card. And again, he apparently scored, I think, two, maybe three goals against Victoria Pilsen. And yeah, it's Pilsen, but... Like, Lewandowski always tends to score against teams. So, if without someone like him, you need to figure out how to get more chances out of your front four and need to figure out how to get them to convert more often. That is not happening with Bayern Munich at the moment. And that makes me a little bit worried for our game against Barcelona because without chance conversion and chance creation, our XG will remain quite low. And I don't have the faith in our defense to keep large large numbers of clean sheets throughout the season especially against Champions League winning quality of opposition teams like Manchester City or Real Madrid or PSG so because of that I think Bayern Munich are going to face a reckoning soon we are going to need to figure out this chance creation thing yes today we did not have Jamal Muziala playing that is a significant factor but we cannot rely on just Jamal Muziala and Thomas Muller to be on the pitch every single time we need to figure out a more consistent system and if Nagelsmann is a genius coach that we paid 25 million for he needs to figure it out he needs to get this together and we need to be scoring more goals today's game was not good enough from an attacking perspective and I don't know if Inter Milan fans will cringe at this because I'm saying that we beat them 2-0 at their home ground and 
and now and the coach could have done so much better but yeah this this wasn't this is not acceptable very disappointing performance and the result at least is good we move on and we i think our next champions league game is against barcelona at what the Allianz arena i think and that will be a very big litmus test for this team possibly our toughest opponent of the hinrunda so stay tuned for that and stay tuned for our pv podcast with Stuttgart, probably coming out in the next few hours and thank you for listening this was i need no name then you will listen to bavarian podcast works post game show listen find us on pretty much any podcasting platform spotify apple podcast google podcast Remember to check us out on Twitter at BavarianFPWorks and check out our match observations, match awards on our blog. And that is pretty much it for me. So good night.